What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always. First things first, I know there are going to be a lot of new listeners today, so just if you are unfamiliar with our podcast, you can fast forward until you hear a beat, and that's when the conversation with Kuko is going to start. If you are not a new listener and you listen in every week, remember to go to patreon.com. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash kind of neat and pledge your support by giving us a dollar per episode. It's very cheap. It's like buying me a espresso every month or maybe it's like buying me two Kit Kat bars every month. The giant Kit Kat bars. I like those. Also, we have hats for sale, the kind of neat dad hats. So go to kind of neat.net hit that shop button and you can find those shipping to everywhere it was pretty serendipitous every once in a while you get a special artist on the show that you see um is about to hit critical mass or is in the middle of hitting critical mass and i think kuko is one of those people his metrics have been going absolutely apeshit his music is just wonderful you know that i'm a sucker for kind of like lo-fi pop music with catchy melodies you guys have seen it on the show with Caliucci's before you've seen it with tv girl you've seen it with all kinds of people that we've had on the show like i, I really just love the type of music that he makes and it turns out that he makes it all with instruments on his own like it's not sample based as i thought it was before he came in and that's very interesting to me so be sure that you guys check him out because i think everybody that listens to this show is going to really vibe with this dude and beyond that just a good kid he's 19 today is his 19th birthday he came in on his birthday to work shout out to cancers it's cancer season let's get it other than that i had a really good weekend and i hope you guys did too Oh, I know what else to say. On YouTube, I've been getting bored and uploading old videos, so or old podcasts to YouTube because I didn't start uploading any podcasts to the YouTube format or the YouTube platform until 2016, but we've, of course, been doing this show since 2013. So I have three years' worth of episodes that have never been on YouTube, and I know that we don't have video—I know that I don't— videotape these or film them or what have you. I don't have visuals. It's just an audio podcast, but some people for some reason will only listen to podcasts on YouTube. So uh, if you don't subscribe to the podcast app and just listen to them when they pop up on the feed, then you can go to our YouTube channel. I'm going to be uploading some classics. So far, I've already uploaded the Sesh Hollow Waterboys episode. I've uploaded the Anthony Fantano episode. I uploaded the Caliucci's episode and some other upcoming ones. I'll, I'll upload Kyle soon. I'll upload Anderson Pack soon. I'll upload Kitty, Dumbfounded. I'll upload a bunch of just ones that people have been asking, like, why can't I hear this? Even though if you just go to kindofneat.net, you could hear it. So, yeah, remember, we've been doing this show for four years now, and there is there are tons of episodes sitting on kindofneat.net that you can go back and listen to at any time. That being said, I'm just going to get into it. This is Kuko. I'm very excited about him. Shout out to my homie Romo. Shout out to Chase for putting me on to this dude. I'm very excited, and I think that we can all expect big things from this young gentleman. And without further ado, here is our conversation with Kuko. I feel so blessed that you're here spending your birthday with us. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited. I'm stoked. You're a cancer. Yeah. I'm a cancer too, man. Emotional. Yeah, we're very emotional, Sensitive. but but also like closed off from the emotion. Well, you put yours kind of on display, don't you? Yeah, my music. 
Yeah. Kind of says it all. It does. But in your real life, do you think you hide them? It depends. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, I like suppress everything yeah. and like put in my music. But sometimes I just be open about it. I'd be like, man, I am, I'm fucked up right now. Right. But it like depends really. I'm all over the place. I feel you. Well, because I look at your Twitter feed, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but it seems like you deal with a lot of stuff with humor, huh? Yeah. I, I was always kind of the same. Whereas, like, I, I'm a very emotional person, depressed person constantly since I was a child. But I like try to cover it with humor and a good attitude. Do you feel yourself doing that? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like uh, always just saying dumb shit just to keep myself like I, <laughs> I'm not sad. I'm I'm good. I'm cooling. Right. And I've noticed that a lot of your humor revolves around your small wiener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My tweets, yeah. It's just funny, like, like just the word chode is funny, you know? So, like, so I, I, feel, I feel like just making, like, jokes about having a small dick is just the funniest thing ever. Because, it, it makes me laugh. Because, because, like, I don't know, because, like, it's just funny because it also, it also kind of goes along with, like, that whole, like, like going against the hyper masculinity because I know you feel you know how everybody's like yeah bro I got I got a, I got a big old you know right. it's like it's just like it's, it's just funny going like against this like dude I got I'm I'm probably like the chode click <laughs> chode click <laughs> uh, tell me about your Twitter handle I cried during sex yeah well how did you come up with that <laughs> I was just like it, literally I was just bored yeah I I my my Twitter my at name before that was is Moonshine Father uh-huh. but like. But at the time, like that whole like dad and father trend, like that that weird shit, yeah, and like all those kids, like all those weird kids, like that, like oh dad, Daddy. mom, dad, yeah. father, it's like it like re- it like weirded me out. I didn't want to be part of that because oh, this is weird. I'm not, I'm not. It was just weird as fuck. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I gotta change my name, and I was I was sitting like in a couch for like fucking like like ten fifteen minutes just thinking about like what could be a funny at name. Then like I was like I cried during sex. <laughs> It was just funny, and like, and I still have people asking me all the time, like, "Do you do you really cry during sex?" <laughs> like, I just, I just go along, with it, like, yeah, like, all the fucking time. <laughs> it is a funny at name. Have you found people being confused as to like, wait, I can't find Kuko online because I can't find his Twitter? Probably. I feel like, well, yeah, actually, I feel like that's the case for a lot of it because I feel like people just search up Kuko, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I get the tweet like, "I finally found your Twitter." <laughs> And it's like, yeah, it was eye cutting right. the whole time. Right. I don't usually talk a lot about like the actual music process with people, but I'm interested in yours because um, I, even before we got on air, you told me I, I thought all of your music was sample based just from how no. it sounds, and <laughs> it, apparently you play all you play all your stuff. Yeah, so, everything. Yeah. So, well, first and foremost, are you self taught musician? Um, in a sense, I'm like, like I've. All right, so like my first instrument was guitar. Yeah. So I, I I went to like two like three lessons. Yeah. Or like I don't know, it might have been because it was like like every weekend, but it, I only went for like two months, you know. But uh-huh. it was like once a day. I mean, once a, once a, one day of the weekend. Right. And sometimes I wouldn't even go because I'd be too lazy. But yeah, like basically, I just like the the guy he taught me. His name was Javier. I remember that guy. He's he's one of the coolest dudes ever. Shout out Javier. T- yeah, shout out Javier. Um, he taught me how to play a. Like flamenco guitar, mm. that was that was like my first thing, like Spanish mm-hmm. Spanish flamenco guitar, and like that seems hard. Yeah, I learned the technique. You know, it was like mm. the first day, the second day, I learned like like what the guitar was called, the body, the bridge, the fretboard, like the neck and the tuning pegs, and then he taught me like basically how 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 it works. So, you know, you you strum a note or you hit a chord, mm-hmm. 
and it has to like match with your fingers that's just how i always saw it mm-hmm. and after that i just stopped going to lessons and i just taught myself like mm-hmm. the rest of it like i taught myself how to do like the jazz guitar like playing metal like progressive music super like technical shit really then in, like middle school i had um my my music class and my teacher's name was mr. like shout out to mr harwell shout um out. like that dude was cool like he would always because it was it was a school in the hood you know yeah so I would, I would, and I didn't really have like a lot of friends like that. I was just always like, "Damn, what do I do?" So I just stayed in like the after school program. But I would also spend a lot of time like in in like there was like it was like a, a music room, and there was like three rooms like and like three little side rooms. It was like really small and uh-huh. cramped up. But there there was just like a like a like an electric drum set. Uh-huh. Um, there was a pod for like the bass, the guitar, and the, and then there was a the keys. Uh-huh. And it was sort of like running through an interface without the computer. Uh-huh. You just heard it through the microphones, just like silent practice. So I just like taught myself how to play the keys, the drums, and the bass. Just listening to headphones. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like learn how to how to fucking play all those notes and learn how to like do the drum beats and stuff like that. And I always always practice it. And then like in in high school, I I learned how to play a trumpet and the mellophone. What's a mellophone? Mellophones. It's a French horn, but for marching. Oh, okay. So okay. You, so you you actually march it. Yeah. And that was. I don't know. Okay, so like trumpet, like there's like there's always people like, oh, I mean, I remember teaching you like the trumpet. There's like nobody taught. Like I had to teach myself because trumpet players are cocky as fuck. Like I like it's it's funny because like they like they always try to take credit for like all the shit. But when I was like learning how to play it, I was like I was like yo, like you guys teach me how to play this because I I just ended up in marching band. Yeah, I didn't like w- like want to. Why? Because I I I had just signed up for music. Yeah. But like they had placed me in the marching band, uh, so I was like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta dress up in this uniform. I gotta wear this this fucking hat. It's a bucket, right. you know. If that's what it felt like, I'm wearing this bucket in my head. I'm wearing, marching around in like 90 degree weather, wearing mad fucking like polyester and yeah, shit. Yeah, so I was I didn't know how to play on, like any of that shit. So I, I was like, "Yo, can you guys teach me?" And they were like, "Yeah, just buzz your lips and like play these notes." And mm-hmm. then after that, I was like, "All right, cool. What else?" I was like, "Just learn how to read music." Yeah, and like do this. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> okay, so I guess, I guess, I just, I gotta, I gotta just watch you guys and like learn. So I just had to fucking learn trumpet too, and I didn't, you know, none of this. It, it would, it, I, it was all a hobby, you know. Yeah. I would, I would write music on guitar and shit sometimes. Like I would do it, but I never really thought of it as anything other than that, like a hobby. And then, like my junior, year, because okay, sophomore year I used to drop a lot of acid, so I was always listening to like Tame Impala, fucking yeah. An Immortal Orchestra. Uh, I love those. I love Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of, like, progressive music, like like that prog metal shit. Yeah. But a lot of... I started, like, just listening, and I was like, damn, I know how to play all these instruments, and these guys produce their own music, you know? So I was like, I was like I'm going to just do that. Yeah. So I went to the Guitar Center, or Sam Ash. I I already had a computer. It was, it was old. Like, that's the same one I still use, some, like, old MacBook. Uh-huh. And I bought... A cheap mixer and like a MIDI keyboard, and I just used the free Ableton software that it came with, yeah. like the Ableton Lite. And my monitors, I didn't have monitors. I I just used my my guitar amplifier, ah, uh, and I just plugged it in. Yeah, and I would just, and then I like figured out how to figure out also how to record how all these like buttons because it was in the interface, it was a mixer, you know. Right. So I had to figure out how that worked. I had to figure out everything when it came to recording. Then I would listen to it through the through the through my amplifier then i'd put the earpods on then i'd go to my mom's car and like listen to it right and i come back and be like all right i need to i need to listen to this like now and then i'd hear it and i'd be like all right cool right like monitoring it through different systems to see yeah. okay it sounds good through my amplifier now i gotta see if it sounds good in the whip now i gotta see if it sounds good in my tv exactly yeah so I, that's then then next thing you know like i i was using all my skills at that point and 
Wow. It was a trip. Yeah. So you're like relatively self-taught. Other yeah. than, other than like some like, a couple yeah, of lessons like, and some music programs. Exactly. Just yeah. like it's just like a little like a couple of lessons and shit here and yeah. there. But it was mostly just me teaching myself like all these techniques and all this stuff because I just I just loved doing all this. So when you what drew you to the guitar? How old were you? You say, Oh, in middle school I stopped going to lessons. So like what did you start in elementary school? Oh no, I oh. I, I I started when I was eight years old. When you were eight? Yeah. What drew you to the guitar? Um, Queen. Queen? Yeah, I was into Bohemian no, I was into Till we are the champions. We are the champions. Of and course. you know that little solo in the middle. Yeah. So I, I was listening to that, and then I told my mom like that same day. I was like, "Mom, I I need to learn guitar." Wow. And then when you were eight. Yeah, and she was she was skeptical about taking me to like like shout out to my mom too because like if it wasn't for like her being like, "All right, fine, I'll let you go to these lessons." Yeah. I wouldn't like do any of this, you know. Yeah. Right. But she was skeptical at first because I I had like quit my piano classes and I was like five. Oh, so you were taking piano at five too? Yeah, like she wanted, like she wanted me to go. But after like the second time, I was like begging her to like not take me because I was just so like tired of it. Right. So then I was eight, and she was like, "All right, fine, I'll take, I'll take you. Let's see how that works." And yeah, it, it's that same year I stopped going to like the lessons. Yeah. But I already had my 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 flamenco guitar. Oh, okay. So, so the first guitar you got was a flamenco guitar. Yeah. And that is that acoustic or is yeah, that it's, like, it's an acoustic guitar, yeah. but with nylon strings. Okay. So. Yeah, so I went probably like lessons like one day out of the week, like for I think like two months at most. Did you get good at flamenco before you started teaching yourself other types? A little bit, like I I just got really good at finger finger picking. So music just called for you. What 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 was it about Queen, and what other music did Queen introduce you to after that? Well, my dad was always showing me like a lot of music, like Queen, the yeah. Beatles, uh, like. A lot of Spanish rock, like Anitos Verdes, uh-huh. Omar's Hair, uh, like it was it was really all over the and a lot of opera, you know, like like oh, fuck, I forgot their name, Luciana Pavarotti, okay, uh, Andrea Bocelli. So it was it was it was just crazy and like even music that I, I I still don't know what it was, but like if I hear it, like I just remember it, you know. Yo, shout out to your enunciation because I would have been like, oh, Luciano Pavarotti, yeah. you made that shit sound mad beautiful. Yeah, because my, my dad used to also, like, study Italian, so yeah. he would, like... And because I guess I speak, being a Spanish speaker, Italian's, like, relatively, like... Right, from, similar. Yeah, so it's, like, you could pronounce, like, Pavarotti, you know, yeah, rather right. than Pavarotti, like, right, Pavarotti. Right. Yeah. So it's... It, yeah, yeah it's, it's just funny how it all came together, and, like, all my influences, like, have, like, their own little stories and shit like yeah. that. And I also listen to a lot of hip-hop, too, you know, that's... I could tell you could hear it in the drums. Yeah, like, my drums are mostly 808s. Yeah, what, uh, what, what hip-hop was getting to you? Uh, but when I was growing up, it was like whatever was on MTV for me. So right. like Fifty Cent, Eminem, totally. uh, fucking whatever DJ Khaled had produced. Yeah, it was like 2005, like T Pain, Chris Brown. But I was also into like old school like hip hop because my uncles like were always listening to like like Jedi Mind Tricks, Necro, Immortal Technique, totally all that kind of stuff like yep. underground, Sick Jackin. Yeah, yeah, so it was fucking crazy, and like I was into all this shit and nice came together well let's talk let's talk about where you're from and your family and stuff so you're from hawthorne yeah i'm from hawthorne yeah i i don't know a lot about hawthorne i just know that one time i got banged on there at a pet boys <laughs> about 10 years ago Damn. and uh, and then also i go to uh rex's batting cage in hawthorne and and uh smack some baseballs around once in a while but other than that tell me about hawthorne uh so hawthorne's like like i guess like at the heart of the south bay it's like it's like a mi- I don't know because there's like the South South Bay, which is like Torrance and like 
and like Redondo and Manhattan. Manhattan so like really, really like Hermosa. Yeah, super nice, rich. Yeah, Manhattan, Redondo, Hermosa are like ultra white beach cities. Yeah, and it's kind of like as soon as you cross Rosecrans, you're like in the hood, kind of right. Yeah, because. Yeah, you get Rosecrans, it could take you to Manhattan or it could take you to Compton, you know? Yeah. So Hawthorne's like, I guess, like in between. But it's also like bordering Lenox and bordering Inglewood yeah. and Gardena, you know? So it's, there's like a nice area of Hawthorne, but it's like a small section. Yeah. But then the rest of it is just like, it's just it's just like a, a mix. It's not like the hood, you know, but it also is like, it's what would, weird. What was your neighborhood like? My neighborhood's pretty calm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not like crazy. Yeah, but like a couple streets, like you said, but you you go down like two blocks, and it's like one eighteenth, and and then it's like all like sketchy shit, and totally. then and then it's like I don't know. I, I also went to school like in Lenox and Inglewood, mm-hmm. so like to me Hawthorne just doesn't seem that bad mm-hmm. compared to like Lenox or Inglewood because like I guess just essentially like gang wise and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But don't get me wrong, like I still like like all those cities and shit because mm-hmm. I don't know for me that's just home, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll always just like cruise and shit like that because mm-hmm. I, I I love being in that area. Is your neighborhood mostly Latino? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's actually very... Hawthorne's really diverse, though. Yeah, actually, right. Actually, Hawthorne's really diverse. Yeah. But yeah. what about your specific neighborhood? My specific in? neighborhood? Um, it's... it that Yeah, it's, it's it's actually just, like, all of it. It's, like, it's a black, Latino. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, yeah. Mostly black and Latinos. Okay. Um, tell me about your family. You talk about mom and dad. You got brothers and sisters? No, no siblings. Your it's, only child? Yeah, it's my mom and my dad. No shit. Yeah. Um, so were you, you're, you must be really close with them. Being an only child, you probably hung around with a lot of adults as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Low key. Yeah, I did. Like, I was, I was, I was never like really spoiled either. Yeah. But at the same time, they didn't like leave me like, like without, you know, anything. Like they were, they kind of like their whole idea was like, you know, they had a kid, so they want to give me whatever they couldn't mm-hmm. get. But they also just taught me like, yo, like you got to also learn how to earn your shit. Mm-hmm. And do all that. So I was like, all right, cool. And I just hung, I, I don't know, I feel like I just matured pretty quick like that too because I was always just around a lot of adults. And my mom, like, she cleans houses mm-hmm. and they're like, it's like pretty wealthy people. Mm-hmm. So I just like learned from like a small age, like what it was like to be in that, in that environment. Right. Cause and sometimes th- you go to work with her. Or yeah. Like, yeah. And I mean, they're, they're like family to us though because my mom's been working with the same people since she came here, totally. which is like in like the 80s. Yeah. So they're just like family to us. They've treated they they treated us well, you know. So I was I was I was blessed enough that not only was my mom able to just always take me to work with her as a kid, but I kind of learned what it was like to be in different environments. Right. Up. You learned to be a chameleon a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, like co- like code switching, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where's your mom from? My mom is from uh, she's from Puebla, Mexico, and mm-hmm. in, in a small town called San Juan in Atenco. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how, like, the states and provinces work in Mexico, but, yeah, like, San Juan Atenco, but, like, essentially Puebla. Yeah. And my dad's from uh, the capital, like, Mexico City. Okay. And they, they came here at, like, different times. I only know about anything about Mexico because of food, and that's probably some racist white guy shit, but I know about Puebla because of semitas. Semitas are so fucking fire. Semitas are my favorite sandwich. I love them. Like, my, my grandma, she has, like, my aunt always gets a semita truck, like, for my grandmother and my grandpa's birthday. Yeah. And I, I'm just like chilling with semitas. What's your favorite kind of semita? I like the uh, I like the um, the pressed chicken breast. What is it? Milanesa. Milana- yeah, that's yeah. A, that's that one. Pollo milanesa. Milanesa with like chipotle. Mm, fuck. And All like right. it's just fire. Yeah, totally. So uh, when did they when did they um, migrate over here? 
Uh, yeah, like in the eighties. In the eighties, uh, was there any particular reason, or, or like for school or anything, or just uh, like just ju- just some like yeah, to, they, like like they had the, the idea of like going to yeah. come in the United States and then going back to like just with mo- like money and yeah. to, to kind of give, but they just ended up making a whole life here, you know. Did they meet over here or in Mexico? They met here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like they had like this like I guess like their friends were just pretty similar. Yeah, and then just ended up meeting. That's tight. Um, so how come no brothers and sisters? They were just like you, you were a handful enough, or what? I feel I feel like probably because <laughs> it, I mean it was already it's already hard, you know, like yeah. raising one kid, yeah, and like and, and coming here with basically like almost nothing, right? So kind of like building from this like the ground up, you know, because before I had before like they bought the house that we have right now, like yeah. we were living like in a garage, you know. Oh really? Yeah, it was like it was like a garage they had made into like a yeah little, a bedroom type thing. Yeah, right. so that's pretty much what what it was. And, like we had like a little like a small ass kitchen. In a mm-hmm. small little bathroom mm-hmm. and just like the room what's your dad do uh he's a photographer no shit yeah he's a photographer but he also he's also like a driver yeah that's tight yeah so he's just he's out here and there he's very creative he's a creative mind too you know so is your mom creative as well yeah she's and also really smart like she's like crazy like mathematician type of thing really? you know? she's really good with finances and stuff like that so you got a balance of right and left brain from both parents yeah. it seems like yeah, yeah. Um, so w- did you take to school? Were you, were you like very into, uh, education as a kid? I was, I was actually a really good student. Yeah. I was honorable up until like sixth grade. What happened in sixth grade, man? Uh, I don't know. I just stopped. I just, I just like, I, I kind of started slacking cause I was like, man, like this is cool, but I just focused a lot on music. Yeah. That was when the music book took over. And then even more like in, in high school. Were like, you like an early reader? Yeah, I used to be like in f- like first grade reading at like a fourth or fifth grade level, you know. Yeah, I think I feel like I've read studies where only children are really fast to pick up reading or something because when you're around adults more talking and like and not talking to like other little kids because you know little kids be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> so like- yeah, I was I I just had a lot of like I was I I was I had like de- like my own social skills I like, developed through me and like I was learning how like to use my art to like get me out of like a growth because I didn't grow up with like a lot of friends and shit, you know. Why not? Uh, yeah, just because I was pretty antisocial, I didn't really know how to like communicate or like be friends with people, you know. So well, I was just like, "Well, tell me about it. Why?" I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was just there. I was just chilling, and I wasn't like miserable either, you know. Yeah, it was like I was cooling. Like I was, I went to school. I like I like knew people, you know. Yeah. Like everybody was just cool with me. Yeah. But I didn't like hang out with them like on a daily. Like I didn't I didn't really have like that like type of like like oh cool I'm gonna go outside play ball with all my friends and shit you know yeah it was I was like I would go to school. I hang out like maybe one or two kids during lunch. I'd go home and just play video games or like. What, what video games were you into? A lot of racing games. Like I was super into like like Need for Speed and like Midnight Club. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Got me into like cars and shit. Um, what what wait what video game system were you on as a child ten years ago? It must have been like play, Xbox three sixty or no Xbox PS two PS two okay yeah, the PS two yeah that was like when Need for Speed uh, Underground two was like yeah a good thing Call of Duty three was like. So Probably. did you grow up playing online then? Uh, I didn't get online till like yeah till like I actually got the 360. I don't remember what age. Yeah. But then I started playing like Modern Warfare and like and like Call of Duty Four and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I started like kind of getting on my show more in like middle school. Mm-hmm. And like then high school, I was just. Are you still into video games or no? Not really. Like, no. I I have I had like the PS4, but I literally have one video game, which is Fallout Four. Nice. Because I was like I was super into it when I first got it. But I had my yeah. People get obsessed with Fallout, huh? Yeah, Fallout was cool. Like, yeah. I still think it's one of the best games ever. You know? Yeah. But like, just in general, like gaming, I got out of it because I had a I had a TV in my room. But like, 
I really just wanted to have my studio in there. So I was like, cool, I'll just make a quick setup in like my living room for my game and stuff. Uh-huh. But I just, I just never got to it because I was just always making music in my room. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 like a it's it's a good uh good good slacking. <laughs> Do you think your um, anti-social nature led to you uh, creating such solo music? Like you're like a one-man band, basically. Yeah. Is, is that just because you're like, well, fuck it, I won't make friends. I'll just make my own music. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't. Yeah, I guess like that because I I was in a couple like two three bands before yeah. I started making my own music, but like. I'm very like specific and picky on how, how I want things to sound. Yeah. So and also because because I spent so much time alone, that gave me like an opportunity to just build my like skill set like at, at a little bit of a quicker pace, you know? Uh-huh. Because I did spend so much time just like doing shit. Right. And then um, so I just kind of carried that with me for a cool minute. Even in high school, like I didn't start like really getting out there till like graduated high school, like really? which is like last year, you know? Which is like yeah, a couple months ago. Probably. So it was just like. That's interesting. I mean, I I would. I would imagine that um, the level of dedication you have, it's probably also f- hard to find people your age that are as uh, obsessed or like as sure of their role in life um, with music yeah. to be like, I want to learn this. I want to learn this now. Like, it's probably hard to find people that want to keep up with you. Yeah. And I'm actually blessed that I found my, like my band and stuff. Cause they're, they're at that mindset. Like I didn't, I met all of them after I graduated high school, oh, really? like last summer. Yeah. So, well, tell me about your bands. Yeah, so my band consists of uh, homies Julian, uh, Gabriel. Well, they all, they have like their little names because they're artists too. You know, yeah. Liano, Breeze, uh, Ishmael, and homie Isai. Uh huh. And they all have like their own projects and their own bands and shit. Uh-huh. But I knew Isai from like high school. You know, uh-huh. that was like the that's like the giga homie. Like I, like since I was a sophomore in high school, we would always like do music. We always jam together. Did you meet him in band class? Yeah, I met him through band. Yeah, and we would always just like like makes like the stupidest joke like it was just funny because like his humor was the same as mine so it was like that's oh my. the key to a friendship man is uh similar taste in jokes exactly you know and then when you can like jam to with them to you, like, you can make the switch up from like blues to like metal yeah you know because I, yeah. I was i was low-key like i was like you like got a, a diverse taste yeah i was like low-key a kid in high school like well like my senior my, my senior what the fuck Wait, my, a what? my freshman year a a si- like emo kid. Oh, okay, okay. But it, you know how like like the, like it's like emo when it's like 2006, mm-hmm. like emo. But then like 2012 when like it was like later emo is like they call him scene. Oh, a scene kid. Yeah, okay. scene kid. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I thought you said sync. I was no, like, what? Scene, no, oh, scene, scene kid. kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. So scene I had kid. like the hair. I had all that shit. So I was did like, you? Yeah. So nice. then I got out of it like sophomore year when I was no, I was just like a fucking little hippie. Who were your bands at that time? My who bands was, at that time. Who were you listening to? I really fucked with a lot of like Periphery, North Lane, um, Vale of Maya. Uh, I, I fuck with Pierce Seville. I still fuck with Pierce Seville. Okay. You feel me? I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know any of those yeah. bands, but I'm doing this because I know your listeners are going to be curious, like, what does Kuko listen yeah, like, to? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what does he listen to? How did he learn? Like, yeah, so feel free at any time to talk about bands that have influenced you because I'm sure your fucking listeners will be stoked. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... You were a scene kid, and you had that. You had like the like flip over hair. Yeah, this is like it was. It was from like the end of eighth grade to like almost the end of like freshman year. So, so that's th- like 2012, 2013-ish? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like like crazy where I was like all middle school, and then it kind of went off for a long ass time. It yeah. was. It was like literally just the smallest fucking phase ever. Yeah. And then I just got out of that, and then into my like super like like psychedelic phase when I started listening to like all the psychedelic music and. 
Was, like a, that's like the Tame Impala shit you're talking about? Or yeah, what? Tame Impala, yeah. UMO, um, a lot of like old shit like like the Velvet Underground, yeah, um, Lemon Pipers, Love, all those all those like old psychedelic groups, yeah. And that's the same time at the Home East Side. And King then, Crimson or what? Yeah, I've heard of, like like I think like two tracks from them. I'm not gonna act like I know them, but that's I okay. like I know them, but I don't know them. Right, you know? right, yeah. And then yeah, so it was all over the place. And then after high school, I met like all the all my, my other band members. So is, when you're well, hold on. When you're doing when you're in your psychedelic phase, were you doing psychedelics? Yeah, yeah. How was that? I was a trip. Well, I was always literally, like, and it was. It, I didn't actually like find pure LSD to like later, like yeah. in, in high school, because it was always like shit being sold at, to me as LSD. But it's like when I when I, I always research my shit, you know. So like I would I would find out that like it was like twenty five. I used the different substances right. because I had like different all other shit. So I would be like, okay, cool. So I'm trying this. I'm experimenting with all of these yeah. different tabs and shit. Yeah. So not that we at this show encourage kids to try anything, but would you say that this was like a a, a mind-opening thing for your creativity for me yeah it was yeah. it was it was really mind-opening i just don't condone it because it I mean, it's like it makes you super vulnerable totally. to like uh, to like just like like permanent trauma so mm-hmm. i just don't i'm not gonna be like go try it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you would you just like sit around listening to music yeah yeah like i would just listen to fucking like lonerism was my album right that was my go-to, and like the the grooves and the bass on that, while you're like zoning on uh, like Hell that. Oh yeah. my god, it must have been amazing. Hell yeah, that's yeah. Ins- I mean, it's insane. Like, Apocalypse Dream just was always my favorite song from the album. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember one time on Acid listening to um, Breakdown by Tom Petty and just like having a real moment. It was like it's it, it had never sounded that good to me. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's that's low key like how I'm, I like making people feel like with my music because when people like message me like. Yo, I'm off the shits right now. I'm tripping out on your music, and this shit is tight. Like, yeah, I, 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 that's tight because it's like that's how like I felt when I was into like Tim Paul and all this psychedelic music. Yeah, so it's tight to be that artist that like people can go to for like the yeah, trip music, you know? Totally. Um, so by the time you graduated from high school last year, were you already starting to garner a little bit of a following? Yeah. Um. Yeah. After I graduated, like, well, during high school, I had like like. I had 400 like followers. Mm-hmm. This is like literally on fucking, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Like 2016, I had like 400 followers. Like yeah. early in the year last year, you know, like I was just, I was cooling. I was putting out music. And then there was a day came out. It kind of started getting me a little more out there. But then I, I, what really made me kind of get out there like crazy was my my fucking sleepwalk video. I did like a video of me playing like the slide guitar, mm-hmm. and I usually never put videos on Twitter. Like it was always off uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was like super proggy technical stuff. Mm-hmm. But like that day, like my bird had died, and your bird? Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah. And how long had you had it? Um, I didn't have it for a long time. I but it was my grandparents before that yeah like they're like they're alive and shit it sounded like they were dead but no they're like a lot but it's just they couldn't really take care of it what kind of bird was it it was a cockatoo oh shit yeah so they live for it live for, it lived for a cool minute like probably like over 30 years you know 30 years yeah because those like birds can live like a really long time well i didn't know cockatoos live that long that's crazy yeah, that's what i heard yeah that's like, tight because my, my grandparents had him like way like before like when they got here like yeah. the people that they work with had it wow so it's like it's probably older than that because it's been through like different order owners yeah but yeah he died and i was like damn that sucks like 
and then I was just listening to like music, and then Sleepwalk came up. I, I was gonna say as soon as you said slide guitar, I was like, man, Sleepwalker is one of my favorite fucking songs of all time. And, yeah. And I was thinking like, oh, I wonder if that was an inspiration, but you just nailed it. So go ahead. Tell yeah. Me. So Sleepwalk, Sleepwalk was yeah. the song that came on, and it, and it had like, and all these the chords, the way it, the way it comes together. Yeah. It's just like a perfect song. So. <sighs> I did. I just started like I tuned my guitar all weird, yeah. so that I can able to. I would be able to do the harmonizations with my slide and stuff, and I did it, and like that just went viral like so fucking quick. Really, and it it was all like miscalculated too. Like, well, like it was perfectly calculated in a like miscalculated way because I I did that, it started getting attraction, but I didn't realize I had like Puya's Underground Underdog um, uh, merchandise on, yeah. like his long sleeve, yeah. And like people were tagging him, so he saw that, and he retweeted. He retweeted it, it. and then like Loki, like I feel like that's what made it go like really viral. Because mm-hmm. since he already had a big following, then a whole bunch of people started like finding me, mm-hmm. and then they were like clicking on my profile, finding my music, and after that, like I was just glad that the that the people that came and started supporting me were like they became sort of diehard low-key. Like, they were, like, crazy into it. Yeah, Puyo's got that kind of following already that's, like, super diehard underground. And, yeah, like and, a cult. And, yeah, it's those type. There's a certain type of people that find an underground music and they latch onto it because, like, that's that's what makes them tick. You know what I mean? It's, like, having that thing that other people don't have. And so if you can find those type of people to, to like, listen to your music, that's a good starting point. Yeah, hell yeah. It was crazy. And they, they started spraying my music. And That's dope. I just kept making more slide videos because I I, I actually that vid, that that time like because before the sleepwalk video like the day before I was playing to like a pawn song uh-huh. and like I was like doing it I uploaded that like the the night before uh-huh. and then I did the sleepwalk video because I started liking it it was like damn this is fun like yeah because I was always doing really complicated like guitar stuff and like it's fun you know it's cool to like have that skill set but it's also just nice to do something soothing and simple are you like a shredder on the guitar like do you fucking play like metal solos and shit yeah dude like really. I, I, I low key suck at like like sweet picking. Yeah. Cause like I just never really like took the time to do that. Uh-huh. But yeah, for the most part, it's super like crazy, like all this technical shit. Nobody knows that though. Like, because, really? Because I, I'm just such a like, like my music's so simple. I would have never guessed it. Yeah. Listening to your yeah. music, it's so like forward pop music. And like, I wouldn't have guessed that you're like a shredder. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, I, I have, um, like I got rid of my old band tee just cause like I, I couldn't fit into them cause yeah. I low key gained a little weight. Yeah. And I got also really hey, that's tall. Like, that's a get money gut. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I also just got really tall and shit. But yeah. like, yeah, I have banties and shit. Like, I would always just like actually like the guitar I just ordered two days ago. Um, I saw it. It's pretty. Yeah, it's that's like basically like a fucking that's like basically a metal guitar, you know? What is it? A Keesler or something? He's a carbon. Car- yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like it's it's not. I didn't design it. So, but it's still a custom shop. You know, it's like yeah. a one out of one. Wow, that's so, tight. Damn, dog, on the come up. Yeah, dude. Like I, I'm. I always. Ha- I was always just a gear nerd, you know. Yeah. So like being able to kind of like being able to finally acquire the gear I I want, and you know, I can, it's an investment too, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like I'm I'm gonna use it, you know, I'm right. gonna use it regardless, like, right? Whether I got it because I wanted it or because I needed it, totally. it's like it's gonna come in handy, right? Like for like the song, like 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 a siento, like a couple of my my recent songs, I had a vibrato pedal and I had bought it just because like. I like making my keys and my guitar sound like it's going through a tape recorder. And if you ever hear like how tape recorders sound, it's never really like consistent pitch. It'll be like, like that. So it kind of gives that like super old vibe. Yeah. And then sometimes I'd keep like my, my, like when I was recording, I'd keep the, like I, I just ended up using the vibrato pedal to do that. But then I'd keep my microphone on, like, also, like, I'd keep it plugged into my mixer. Uh-huh. 
and I'd put the gain all the way up at the volume pretty low yeah. so that it was still like that that white noise that was going on in the background. Right. And then so it, it all came together like, and then and then I'd add like the like the chorus effect to like and I'd add, I'd like just turn on the the chorus effect to the white noise. Yeah. But not to the vibrato track because it already had the effect, you know? Uh. So it was like so the white noise sounded already like super altered, yeah. but the vibrato was already giving it that like that like tone right. to kind of make it sound like an old tape recorder. Right. And then I I moved that onto the 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 organs and the and the guitars. And it was just like, all right, cool. This is tight. I just want to say for you guys sitting at home that didn't get to see that, Kuko right now just like, uh, that whole story was all told with your hands as well. Like all, all of that was very passionate about like, you, you're like a mad scientist in the lab. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. figuring stuff out and you're pushing buttons and you're twisting knobs to get that sound. Because I, I think like um, to the layman listener just tuning into one of your songs for the first time, you might hear it and go, oh this is like accidental lo-fi but like no it's a very it's very from what you were telling me off air it's very purposeful lo-fi like you strive for that sound and you found that sound by accident kind of and and have mastered it now so tell me yeah because even even like i was telling you earlier like the like there's like like a faulty input in my mixer yeah so i'll use that sometimes to even make it more like like staticky and scratchy because it'll be like it'll be faulty you know it's not like shit but it's like but it works so perfectly right because you were telling me you um when you were learning or teaching yourself to do it, you would strive for like a really clear, crystal clear, like mastered sound. Yeah. So to make it sound as though like, you know, you're working in a really fancy studio and you've just come to find out that your aesthetic, maybe it feels better to you yeah. if it has that lo-fi tape quality. But it's like vintage, but post-production too, because I use 808s and like very, and sometimes I'll use like the hip hop, like yeah. bass because I'll, I'll match like the, the, the kick drum with the, with my bass uh-huh. so it's just weird like i'll mix it all over the place so it sounds like so that some of like the main parts sound super old record yeah. they sound like a sample uh-huh. but then like the drums the bass and then my vocals would be very like sort of crisp clean but then my, then i'll add like that also like effect to make my vocals sound very washed away yeah along with the double tracking you know yeah that's tight man you're you're a real scientist yeah sometimes you're figuring the shit out how um how, how many days a week do you work on music do you think Recently, I've been giving myself a little bit of a break because, yeah. like, my mental, like, my just like my 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 uh, yeah, just my mental and my like when my mind's been hasn't really been in, like the best place. You okay? Uh, yeah, I'm trying, you know, but yeah. but I'm just working on that, like, just kind of like letting myself get a breather, kind of like just really just chilling. Mm-hmm. So I'll work probably like three, four out of, days out of the week, or sometimes I'll just play. I'll just be playing the instrument. I won't be like recording anything. Mm-hmm. But when it when it comes to like actually recording a song and everything's like already laid out. Then I'll just be spending like the whole week or the whole month just mm. on either a song or a couple of songs and yeah. just doing something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, man, yeah. I I wonder. Well, you I, you just meant you just said, oh, you know, my mental my mental health, getting it in order, et cetera, et cetera. I, I I've been going through that too. I wonder if like it's a seasonal thing with us with cancers. You cancers? know what I'm saying? Like, because <laughs> I've been feeling a little better as of late, and I'm like, maybe it's just because summer is about to pop off. Like, go to the beach and shit. Like, I don't know. But anyways. I don't know what I'm getting at other than like, yo, no, yeah, you, you're it. not alone. Everyone's going through their mental shit. I've been yeah, having a tough one. But it's cool to like also be open about it on like social media because, because yeah. like I know people are like, oh, like, you know, shut up. Like, don't, don't keep your, you know, like when it's like just in general, people are always like, don't put your, like your shit out there like, on media, right. how you feel and shit. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's a connection between me and like all the people that support me. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, you know, I feel like this. If you feel like this, it's like, dude, we're all people. We should feel shit, you know? Right. So it's like, it just, it just like, it kind of like makes me f- like 
want to give validation to others and shit. Totally. While feeling, well, like if they feel validated, then that makes me feel a little more validated. In in our society, there's a certain um, stigma about men showing emotions or something. Yeah, you know, like this machismo. Oh, machismo, like, absolutely. Yeah, that's that, that bullshit. Is just like a whole. It's just stupid. Yeah, like it's it's really dumb. Like I, I I got I, I had to get out, I got out of that mentality. Like, like after yeah, like like towards like the end of high school, like probably junior year, uh-huh. because I mean just growing Latino family, like like Mexican family especially, just it, there's a lot of machismo going on, you uh-huh. know. And it's uh-huh. like it's you grow up with all these ideas, like man, you know, you just had to grow up, not be so sensitive. Anybody who like who gets bugged by whatever you say is just sensitive, and it's just like everything's a joke. But it's like. As I honestly, dude, like, it's, it's just stupid as fuck. It's like, you you know what, go feel however you want to feel. Mm-hmm. Be aware of what's going on, you know. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, this, this whole idea of, like, being a man or not being a man. It's, like, mm-hmm. stupid as fuck, dude. Totally, I agree. Um, I have questions about being a, being Latino, being a Latino singer. Uh, for, uh, first off, I don't, like, I'm going to ask you a question. As a white guy, I don't know the difference between calling someone Latino or Chicano. Yeah, I've, uh, Chicano is like, from my understanding, because yeah. I'm al- I'm also learning this shit. Like, yeah. so keep in mind that I, I'm like, I, I said in an interview before, I was like, I'm like an activist in training. Yeah, yeah. Because like I I'm because you're young and you're learning. Yeah, like I'm learning. Like a lot of people got into it before I did. Like a lot of people understand all these things. So right. like, I'm just taking like all these. Like all, I'm thankful that a lot of like my friends and like people like just the people I talk to are so like socially aware. Yeah. Because they teach me this stuff, you know. Right. So like, as for like from my knowledge, like Latino is just a, a general like term for like more like a uh, like Latin American type okay. of stuff. But like Chicano is like a, like Mexican American. That's what that's what I read up and that's what okay. the, I heard. But. If I'm wrong, you know. Right. And that's why I asked the question because I know I'm wrong about a lot of this shit too and I'm just trying to learn as well. And I hope that people that tune into the podcast yeah. want to learn as well because we're trying to like uh, teach people not how to how to not be douchebags, basically. That's yeah. kind of one of the goals. So The big goal is also to kind of like, yeah, just like be inclusive and shit. You know? that's, that's That's, that's my, my, one of my main things because I feel like a big, like another big thing that as like Mexicans, we have a really bad like habit of not, like 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 being like excluding of and like be just being like like um like very prejudiced to other like latinos and just so it's like like for me i'm just i'm i'm just like like learning and take taking all this into it's like you know how how to educate others and how to be educated how to like learn all that shit because it's like i'm still i'm still learning a lot you know right um well and as a developing artist who's starting to hit that kind of um uh, critical mass like you're going to be looked at as like a face of the mexican-american community in yeah, los angeles as, a, as you know. an artist you know what i mean like so so I, i'm i'm happy that you're being aware of this stuff and yeah that's, that's dope um uh, from my understanding in the latin american community in, in los angeles like emotional music has always been pretty popular Hell like yeah. people love morrissey people love the smiths um um so I mean, I, f- I feel like your music kind of comes from a long lineage of that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, like did you grow up listening to that? Uh, I, I my dad was always into the Smiths. Yeah, I was never really into the Smiths like that, uh-huh. but like I like the like the Cure and stuff. Like I can't I can't name song by song, but like he would always play the music. Yeah. So like I'll know I'll know it when I hear it, you know. Yeah, I love so, the Cure as well. And I also like a lot of oldies and shit, you know. Like I I, I was the Art like, LeBeau show. 
Oh, never mind. You don't know the Art LeBeau show? Nah. Oh, bro, that's the that's the oldies that's on Sunday nights on ninety three five. You got to listen to it. You will fucking love it. Really? Yeah, he's a legend, and he's a legend in LA. He's like a ninety five year old oh, dude. Shit. He came up with the term oldie but goodie. He literally invented it. That's crazy. Yeah, and so anyway, like Art LeBeau has the hood pass. Like no matter where he goes in Los Angeles, <laughs> like he's the man. Um, anyhow, yeah. So you love oldies? Tell me more about that. Yeah. Um. That, that kind of helped me, like, develop a lot of that, like, super old, washed-out lo-fi shit. Because, like, I feel like people think lo-fi, they think, like, a lot of, like, 80s and shit. Yeah. But I also, like, thinking about the production that existed back in, like, like the 50s, 30s. Even, even like, tw- even like, be- like when recording barely started. Yeah. You know, like, the first ever recorded album, like, was, like, it was just, cr- like, I don't know, like, I don't, I'm fucking, I'm tripping right now, too, because it's, like, fucking... I learned this shit in, like, my jazz history class. Yeah. But I just forgot all the names and shit. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, like, just hearing all these recordings and how it all started, it just, like, like, lo-fi and all that shit, just, like, it just, I'm just, like, I need to, like, figure out, I want to pinpoint every era of what it was when it came to old recordings and shit, you know? Um, Man, that Kev that you just met, downstairs he has this book that's about, um, it's, it, it, like, scientifically... They they kept track of like all the science behind every Beatles recording, and when you look at old pictures of of them getting recorded back in the day, sound engineers used to wear like lab coats, like it was a science. It wasn't a it wasn't an art back then yet, and so all these dudes were literal scientists, like recording the sound. It's fucking crazy. Dude. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, it, it was it's pretty tight. They were like, they were like <laughs> I'm gonna l- lab coats. Literally wearing lab coats in the fucking studio is so dope. I'm gonna design my lab coat. It's gonna be like a fucking. It's gonna be a designer lab coat. Just like a lab coat with like um, airbrushing. Paid. On the back, Paisley. And shit. yeah, like whole Paisley lab coat, and <laughs> oh, that would be the hardest merge. Oh my god, the junior science class would be just popping with the Paisley Hell print. Yeah. I wanted to say something real quick about you were talking about your slide guitar. Do you have like a steel guitar, like an actual? Dedic- no, oh. I just, I just, I just like put just like place my 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 regular guitar on my Flat, lap yeah. and play it like a slide guitar. Okay, um, I, was, I got so many haters because of it. Really, it's so funny. Like Why? because because I I guess because. That's just how like musicians are sometimes. Yeah. It's like if they see something, because slide guitar is relatively easy. Yeah. Like it's super easy on some real shit. Yeah. But like people, it's just it's just like haters, like people being jealous as fuck, and they're like, like that's just stupid. I don't know why this shit gets like so much attention. It's like, yeah. damn, like people like spend the time of day to look me up and just, like, to, just hate. to hate on me. You know what? Because a lot of people play guitar, but not a lot of people go viral. You exactly. Know it's like it's like it's like like honestly like, it's like I'm sorry. Like I don't know what the <laughs> fuck like what do you want me to say, bro? Like fucking I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. Um uh and then you you said the cure i also love the cure and when i was in austin a couple weeks ago and yeah. this ties into both of those i i went to some like straight up cowboy dancing bar like they're all two stepping and shit and they had the dopest like country cover band that was um playing fu- they played boys don't cry and with the steel guitar like, oh, it's like shit. The, oh my god it was so dope as hard as fuck it was so fucking <laughs> tight dude i wish i had the video on my phone it was amazing um so you had a puya shirt on were you are you into like the new underground shit yeah i fuck with it T- tell me about that how'd you like who did you get into first how'd you find out about it i started for all right so i this is band called volumes you know the, the metal I don't. band uh-huh. yeah so yeah this is a metal band called volumes uh-huh. and one of their vocalists he also does. He has like he also like does like a rap project. He's young Yogi. Okay. And him 
and like Puya were the first people I kind of started finding out about when it came to that underground stuff because he was always just hanging out with Puya and shit. Mm-hmm. And then that's when like Puya was coming up. So this is like, I think like a junior year of high school and I was finding out about all this. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I started like, I just found out about like, like kind of like out of nowhere really. Yeah. And then I just started seeing all these people listening to Puya and shit. And I found out about like Fat Nick and yeah. like the whole G Five Nine people and shit like that. So it's yeah. cool. I, I like like Puya's cool with me and shit too. Like he, right. he he fucking he recently started fucking with me. I think this year, you know, yeah. like if he he had seen me and like, but he's like, like he he like really started fucking with me like recently this like early this year. That's like, tight. That's tight. And then like all of them started like find, finding out who I was and like it's really cool. Really cool people. Yeah. Very very like genuine. Totally. People that care about their fans like crazy. Like mm-hmm. those guys are like real, real, real people. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- have you been uh, like making music long enough it, it, publicly to where there's like a scene kind of built around yourself? Like I know you played at the Smell pretty recently, and it was super packed. Yeah. But, but like, are there other like if someone is a Kuko fan, do you, are there other um, acts that you're associated with that they should be checking out like uh, locally? Locally, she do. Yeah, Castillo's Arena, uh-huh. Cesro. Okay, fucking, I'm lucky naming all the homies bands, right? Because I fucking Indigo State. Uh-huh. I love Indigo State so much. Uh, Aerial View, you know, because that's like a lot of them come from like a lot of my like my supporters started from like DIY scene and shit. Right. So tell so, me about the DIY scene, basically. Yeah, I mean, I started playing. My first show was last September, uh-huh. uh, September 10, I believe, but it wasn't. It wasn't even. I didn't have a band yet. I, it was all a DJ set. It was a homie. It was at a rap show. It was uh, this 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 like these dudes um, have a like a like a they basically put shows together. It's just another rap show. Yeah. Um. It's like yeah, just another rap show on on Instagram. So follow them because like, oh, they, that's their name. Just another rap show. Yeah. Okay. Like shout out to them because like they just be putting shows together. Like it's it is cool as fuck. They're always doing sh- like really cool shit. And that was my first show. Like I literally did two songs because. Like a lot of a lot of like the the rappers like their songs are probably like two three minutes long, mm-hmm. but my shit was like fucking seven minutes and five oh, minutes, you know. So you're I, making I, like epics. So I, I only I got to perform like two songs. Yeah. He's only had like ten to fifteen minutes to perform, yeah. but like all the homies were performing that night too, you know. Like the homie Quasi, Frio, Adam S, Jayquest. So they like put me on. And they got me in the first show. And those are all rappers you just named. Yeah. And what kind of are they making that kind of like new underground rap too? That's kind of like. Uh, Yes and no because they're very like unique in their styles. Like they're, like, cra- like they're into that like lo-fi sound too. They're yeah. into like they're they're crazy. Like to you have to like actually just listen to them to like figure out what they're doing because like they're, like the, like I said like not just because I'm from the South Bay but but like I really hype the South Bay up because like there's like it's it's unique. Like everything that's coming out of there is like absolutely insane. Like. Like even on like my, my SoundCloud, you just see all the shit I've, I've reposted. Yeah. Them, like ninety percent of it is all like the homies in the South Bay. Okay, because it's I it's very unique and everything that comes out of there. Yeah, so, yeah that was the first show. Um, and then the homies in Shidu, which is the the band that plays with me right now, along with Castillo, like the, the bassist from Castillo Zanina. Uh-huh. Um, like they all play with me, and it was just at first just three three people that was in my band it was the homie Liano Breeze and the homie Ishmael and it was it was like just like four people and it was the homie Ishmael on bass and I was playing keys and singing uh-huh. the homie was playing the homie Liano was playing drums and mm-hmm. the homie Breeze was playing guitar and then one time my homie Ishmael couldn't make it so I got the homie Isai to play bass because that's the homie that's from high school and shout out like yo like do some shit with me for this set and 
the next thing you know, I was like, yo, honestly, like, I, what if we all five of us become the band? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because they're gonna be wrong. I like playing shit and and singing live, yeah. but I also like moving around. Right. I like moving around, being like very like just dancing, interacting. Yeah, you, you, it was time to be the front man. Yeah, so I was like, I was you guys are fucking skilled. Right. So I was like, let's just do it. And then they became my band. And October eight was like this, the first one we did, the first show we did. Like, um, well, it was just four of us though back uh-huh. then. Uh-huh. And then like uh, October twenty fourth was when like my homie Esai was on the bass. Uh-huh. Then after that, like, we just decided, like, we were like, you know what, we, we should just do, like, all of us as a band. Yeah. And then it just started popping off from there. And, yeah, I was in the DIY scene for, like, a, like up until February. It was just crazy how it all, it, it was quick as fuck. Everything happened so quick. Yeah. Well, so what, like, the DIY scene has disbanded, or what do you mean? You were in no, 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 oh, for, just for me. Like, oh, okay. just, I, just for me, like, I, I, I played my first house show, yeah. October 8th, and yeah. March... Oh, March 11 was the last house show I did. Yeah. And was and the last house show was in Inglewood. Yeah. Tell me about those house shows, because here's the thing. I haven't been to one in a decade, but I've been to some South Bay house shows where there are just like, people have a backyard, they got a standalone garage, there's nothing in the garage, so their fucking parents let them have shows in them, right? Yeah, it's funny, because I feel like South Bay scene, like, like the scene of South Bay was always just like ska, hardcore, and punk. Yeah, because the one that I went to a decade ago, like I said, it was a punk show, and yeah. it was punk kids from, like, not even in California, but yet, they came to this dude's backyard, played in his garage, and it was four bands, every fucking kid knew every single word. Yeah, yeah. like, so, f- the house scene that I started in was actually Whittier. Like, Whittier, Whittier was actually cool, like, I, I like Whittier a lot, like, the, like their house scene. Their Whittier, back- where the girls are prettier. <laughs> <laughs> and... Fucking yeah, the homie Cruz from Checkerboard. Yeah. Like he was, he's he's still always just putting shows and shit. And like he was doing that for his like hit me up for the show, and it started popping off there. Like then like it was like it was already a cool bunch of people that knew me, and mm-hmm. then they went to the house show in Whittier. And then by the end of like by towards the end of my house shows and shit, like it just fucking like massive crowd. Like there was at least like, right. like there was like there was like probably over a hundred at the last like house show, you know? So that's what I'm saying, how does that feel as like your first show you ever played was popping, huh? Yeah. So like how does that feel? Like like they just found you because of the viral slide video and then the music yeah, you had on SoundCloud just or the internet, you know? Yeah, just the internet. And so like, damn, you show up to your first gig and it's popping. Like that's not an experience a lot of people get to have. What was that what did that feel like? It was great because it was like damn like I I can really do this. Like, I'm just making people happy. And yeah. it's not to say I'm, you know, I'm never going to play a hot show again. Yeah. But it's like, but it's just like for the experience that it is and everything that's happening right now, it's like, it's just, it was just cool and everything to say, you know? Yeah. But I'm for sure planning on like doing more house shows and shit because I like playing house shows. Like, it's just an experience, you know? Because like, I love how I sound like live with like venues and shit, you know? I mm-hmm. love how, how I sound at the Echo Plex, how I sounded at the fucking observatory, both stages, Constellation Room and the main stage. Oh, you've played the both rooms already? Yeah. Damn, I, fool. Yeah, I sold out Constellation Room, and then uh, I played a sold out show with XXYYXX. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yo, that's weird. That's like a s- weird fucking SimWorld coincidence. I was yeah. just listening to him last night cooking dinner. That's fucking crazy. And yeah. I was like, I wonder what happened to this fool, because I haven't heard any of his newer shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, that shit was popping. Wow, um, so damn, you're... you. I can't believe you sold out the Constellation Room. That's like a 400-cap room, isn't it? Uh, 350. 350, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I sold out a rickshaw stop in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, the same day, like, I announced tickets. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy crazy dude yeah i mean that's the thing i I was telling um doris that i felt like i'm very i'm glad that you knew what the show was uh because otherwise you're right at that point where it's like the trajectory is getting too fast to where we might not have been able to get you on you know what i mean like the growth has been really stupendous in the last like 
couple months, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Like just yeah. like just like the last two weeks, I think I gained like three thousand followers. I was like, just gonna say, I started following you two weeks ago, and you've gotten three and a half thousand new followers already. Like that's fast. Yeah. What's been happen? What's been going different? Like, what are some of the after the Puya thing? What other things have been happening that have um, been leading to this growth? You got the blue check. Yeah, I feel like after I got verified, it's just because like people. I feel like people like 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 followed me and shit like it was already at a fast rate mm-hmm. but once I, I feel like once people like kind of see the blue check and like they know it's like official like I, I feel like people just aren't really skeptical to like follow right I was, I was weird because like it I'm is. also I'm also like shit posting all the time you know <laughs> so like <laughs> so I feel like when people like see that like it's like that's a, that's like that's an artist but it's like he's always doing weird shit on Twitter so it's like yeah but like I feel like once like, the verification kind of happened oh that's how I feel like in my head you yeah, know it's like I yeah. feel like that's what might have happened I feel like the shit posting is very kind of like charming and relatable though it's like oh this is like a serious artist but also he's just like a little shithead that's funny too yeah like my, like the like all the memes I find on, like on the internet I just yeah. be like this is so fucking funny I need to post this and share this because like it's the funniest fucking thing I've seen yeah like, you know like yeah like the fucking yeah, it's all this shit I find on like the internet, and I just be finding it like this is so funny. Uh, are there Kugo tattoos out there already? There's one. There's one. There's one. It's it's the song. I have a song called Amor de Siempre. Yeah. And some girl had it like like tatted like across her like shoulder. Mm. Right here, like yeah. it's so tight, and it has like it has like sort of like that like old school like. like oh yeah, like, like the I know what you're talking about, like, like the that, graffiti. Like, look. Yeah, no, like that all like yeah, sort of like it's not cursive, but it's very like intricate, like yeah. uh, like writing. It's so script, cool. Script like yeah. script. That yeah. shit is so fucking tight. That's dope. There's going to be a lot more to come of those. I, so. I, I have a feeling. Um, so w- what's in the works? Right now, I'm just working on an album. Yeah. Like my first al- Because I have two projects up, but it was really just like like a collection of music that I had already posted on SoundCloud. Yeah. Kind of like different eras, if it makes sense. Kind of yeah. like the Wanna Be With You, which is the first album I have on, on Spotify. Uh-huh. That was like a collection of the songs I had made from like when I started making music to yeah. like last summer. Uh-huh. Then from like that summer to like February. Uh-huh. Is when I had my next collection of music that I had uploaded to SoundCloud and I put it together as an album. Uh-huh. But that's how I actually added like a new track to it, and and um, yeah. But it's it's still like it's cool though because a lot of people listen through sound, like Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. So like the people that that are that have never heard of those songs that only use Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. Already were like, all right, cool. Like I'll listen to this whole like new collection of stuff. Right. But this time I'm just trying to whip up. I'm just whipping up like a new project. It might take me a cool minute because like because I'm producing everything, mixing, mastering, and then I I run into like just like these like like writing blocks and shit. Yeah. But it's it's cool. It's a whole process, but it's also fun because I have enough content to be able to like like pause on the album and tour. You know. Totally. Like do shit like that. Yeah. You guys, you already have a booking agent and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. You get you're getting it popping. Like, yeah. It's about to be super official. Uh, yeah. I just I'm stoked as fuck. Like everything that's coming up. You know. Yeah, man. I'm happy for you. Thank uh, you. When you you just talked about writer's blocks, right? So when you feel yourself having a, a writer's block, like perhaps like uh, lyrically, vo- vocally, like whatever, do you feel like you're still able to produce? Um, Song like song like do the production the music of it or or is it something where like the creativity just stops as a whole? Uh, it can vary. Like sometimes I'll get like a rush of like momentary like like production inspiration. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be writing, but sometimes like a lot of times actually it just stops completely. Like entire like I just need to take the whole day off because yeah. it's like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in my shit. Like I'm just I'm in like my like my home, like my home studio uh-huh. with my keyboard, my guitar, like all these pedals set up like randomly and like. All this shit all over the place, and I'm like, you know what? I do not belong here today. Yeah, and I need to get the fuck out and like right. do some. I need to do something stupid tonight. Yeah, and I just do that. 
Nice. Just get your brain off of it and go back to it the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's not take like a whole two weeks off. What do your What do your parents think about what you're doing? They're at first they were super skeptical because like I don't know if I'm going back to college this fall. Yeah. But like, like they were, they were expecting me to be in university, you know? Because I got, I got into Cal Poly and San Francisco State, you know? But then Cal Poly Pomona or San Luis Pomona. Obispo? Okay. So, you know that was the first that was the first place that I moved to in California. Cal, really? Cal Poly Pomona. That's where I spent my my nineteenth. That's where I spent my nineteenth year. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I moved from Alaska to Cal Poly Pomona. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. How's the heat change? Oh my god, it was fucking crazy, dude. Moving from a, like a mild summer in Alaska to Pomona, I was changing my shirt like four times a day because I was like sweating through my t-shirts all the time. Damn. So it, it was a bit of a definitely a climate shock, if not a culture shock. Yeah. So anyway. you see me like it's hot as fuck outside, but dude, I'm wearing a fucking flannel. I know. Yeah. I was like, wow. I'm over here. Like I, I I was doing something before this, and I brought a different shirt to change into because I was sweat. I sweated through my last shirt. I'm just I, I run hot, bro. I run hot. So yeah, the flannel. Much respect, but I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I got into and so Cal Pomona, yeah, yeah. So my my parents just like, yeah, let's go see the schools. We're gonna visit Cal Poly. We're gonna visit San Francisco. But then we all started seeing the fees and all that. I was like, honestly, like I want to. I, I kind of bullshit it. I was like, ah, I do want to go to school, but what if I just want to community college and like, I I just saved us on the money. And they were like, you know what? Yeah, do it. And well, because right now it's like you're bringing in money instead of spending it. Exactly. And exactly. even if, if the music goes away, college can always be there, you know? Yeah, so it's like I started doing all this, like, and it was cool. Like, college is still a cool experience. Like, if, if I can at least go a couple of days before, like, because, I don't know, like, we're, we're planning, like, hopefully touring by the fall. Yeah. By the fall. By the fall. By the fall. Um, but, like, I'm still kind of just stoked to, like, maybe, like, go to, like, one or two class, like, times a day. <laughs> He's in the whole semester before I get kicked out, right? Because I, it's a fashion class, you know. Oh yeah, but yeah, like school is cool, but I it's definitely like just like they, once they started seeing that I was doing like honestly, once Doris came into the picture and she got me the venue shows. Shout out Doris. Shout out Doris. Doris uh, Doris is Kuko's manager Also just so extremely pleasant to work with And a very nice and lovely person So shout out Doris Also I was, I'm supposed to shout out my, my One of my best friends David Romo He's who put me on to you So shout out Romo from him on everything For telling me about Kuko Because yeah. I did uh, genuinely fall in love with the music So thank you Romo for the put on Okay so I now seen, Actually I've seen the, the ham on everything shout out like yeah, the, yeah The video Yeah he was telling me about that a couple weeks before And then and, and I was like okay yeah it's a, it's, it's a, Once I heard it I was like Oh yeah, it's official. Um, <laughs> so, what would you have studied in in college? Do you think? Uh, like, saw, would you have started studying music anyway? No, uh, I, I I started off with business. Okay, um, but that shit fell off so fucking quick, <laughs> dude. I was I, I I I dropped both my math classes. I like I was I was like, dude, like I can't. I, yeah. The first one was math, like math thirty two, like a pretty advanced like math, and and for summer, yeah, I was like, man, I I am I'm fucking up. I can't do this shit. Yeah. So I withdrew from that. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna take math twenty and shit should be easier to get me through my classes for the fall. I dropped that shit like midway, <laughs> and like it was just all bad, dude. Like, and then yeah, so I just got through that. Then winter semester, I took a fashion class, and that was it. Yeah, then spring, I just took a how's fashion class? Fashion is tight. I love fashion. Like, oh, yeah, shit. you're all right. I actually, I'm actually, I'm actually working on like a clothing brand and shit, you know. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, you, I've already seen you. You're just your, even your like band merch is dope. Like it's got a certain aesthetic to it, you know. Yeah. You so know? I was like, honestly, I've always wanted to start a clothing brand, mm-hmm. and you know, honestly, you know, Chase. Yeah. Shout out Chase. Fucking the Hive is shout like out the Hive. 
fucking like they're the most insane people. And Andres from from Nature World, you know, he's, yeah, Andre Martel, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's fucking he, that, he's a man, you know, like yeah. he really knows what the fuck is going on. So that he's helping me out, like kind of cultivate my project because he even said it. He was like, you know, he's like, I have you already, I already have the ideas done. Like everything's basically they just it's just really just getting it out there and marketing it, you know, yeah, the right man. way because yeah. it's like I. I want to make like sort of like this, like because like my merch is one thing, but I also want to be able to make a little more like the high end like fashion, like totally like streetwear type of thing, like cut and sew shit. Yeah, so the first yeah the first one isn't really gonna be cut and sew. It's mostly just gonna be logo work and like a little like not nothing too crazy. Yeah, but eventually like yeah I do want to do like all the cut and sew shit like to the point where I'm making like velvet tracksuits and shit. You oh, know? bringing back the velour. That'll be that'll be hard. Yeah, so shit like that is crazy ideas I have like in store that I'm not even gonna put out there yet because until like until I finally have it done, yeah. I don't want my ideas still in. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's a good idea. The, yeah. the the sharks are out there. Hell yeah. Um. Uh, well, so here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up by just saying I never um I never tweet about who I'm gonna have on the show and be like, oh, tell me what you want me to ask. But I feel like you have such a hardcore fan base already that there's probably questions they want answered that maybe you've never answered out loud before. Do you know what any of those questions are? Not really. I, no? I'm pretty, I feel like I'm just open. You're pretty well. open I'm already? I'm pretty open about everything. Like, yeah. people, people know me already, yeah. I feel like. It, you are a pretty open book, it seems like. Oh, I actually have one more question. Like, You read a lot about love. Have you been in love yet? I've been like hella sprung, like yeah. super sprung. I've, I've done Infatuated. like. Yeah, I've done like hella done shit. But like, but I just realized, like, I thought I was in love at one point, but like, nah, I was just, I was just sprung as fuck and doing dumb shit for a girl that didn't give a shit about me. So I was like tight. I got cheated on a couple times and shit, you know? Mm. So it's like, and then like, and but I also done some like, like, just, I just been sus too, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I might have, I might have let on like a girl or two. And right. like, so it's like, so it's like, I've been on both ends. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, I'm just like, I've been through some shit, I'm writing about it. How do you feel about like LA Weekly labeled you a heartthrob? Like, how do you feel? About that? How do you feel about that label? <laughs> that was tight. <laughs> that was I good. It. I fuck with it. That's tight. Yeah, that is tight. The teenage heartthrob. Hey man, be careful out there. These women are going to be falling in love with you, man. <laughs> you need to be a stand-up guy. I know how us cancers are. We, yeah. you know, we we are suckers for love. Yeah, and but we we but we can never face our own issues. You know, it's true. Never Keep, never confront anything. So. It's true. Keep it tight out there, man. Hell yeah. Um, well, Kugo, man, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. I'm happy that we caught you at this moment because I feel Hell like yeah. this moment is going to... Right now, you're just on a springboard to like the, the critical mass, like I said. like By next year, this time, everyone's going to know who you are. Uh, and I'm excited for you, and I'm excited to watch the growth. So, that being said, where can the people find you online? Online, you can find my Twitter, at IcryDuringSex. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram is CuckooPuffs. Cuckoo, Cuckoo Puffs. Cuckoo Puffs. Yeah. My... SoundCloud is like SoundCloud, and but like the I don't have like where like Google has a thing. It's like I, I think if you just Google Google, yeah, like you your Google. SoundCloud comes right up. Yeah, actually, yeah, it does. I just iTunes and like Spotify. Google. Yeah, C U C O. Um, where can people buy your merch because you have cool merch? I literally have a link on my bio for like my Twitter for Twitter. Okay, because like it's it's at the Hive and yep. like yep. I'm designing you merch, but like, but it'll it'll take a while, you know. Yep. So people should go buy the one I have right now. <laughs> and then we have you have a big announcement about a show you're headlining in Pomona, right? Yeah, um, August fifth, I'm headlining Viva Pomona. It's a festival. Yeah. Uh, at the Glass House. I love the Glass House. That's one of my favorite venues. Yeah. So I'm, that would be stoked. I'm I'm really stoked for that. Like I've been waiting. Who else is playing? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. you're the headliner. Yeah, the headliner for that for Saturday. Congrats, man. Thank you. Appreciate That's it. tight. Yeah. Appreciate it. Shout, no, out no, to, shout out to Renee. Shout from, out Renee from Viva. 
from okay. And shout out to Viva also. Shout out Viva and Renee. Yeah, yeah. And shout out Doris again. Yeah. Out here keeping us on point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if you are in the Southern California area, Los Angeles specifically, the IE, San Diego, anywhere, you can catch Kuko on August 5th at the Glass House at Viva Pomona. Are you gonna be playing any shows before that? Uh yeah or nay? Maybe, maybe but maybe, probably yeah. but probably not maybe but who knows yeah. I don't know maybe there's like uh, yeah I got I got a chicken with Doris cause oh yeah so I don't know if you heard it from the back you say stay, stay tuned for surprises stay tuned for surprises alright yeah. and so we are going to see you perform on Kind of Neat yeah. uh, what song are you going to be performing Lo que siento that's my new song oh I love that song that's fantastic for I sure. think this is going to be the first like Spanglish song ever on our show. I don't yeah, think we yeah. have any Spanish um, songs on our show. So, shout out to all the Latino listeners. Fuck Fucking yeah. man, yeah, this is gonna be tight, man. Guys, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me online at Intuition. Follow my man Ben Shim at I Am Database, based with two S's. Follow us as a unit at Kinda Neat. YouTube.com slash kind of neat where you are going to see Kuko perform and he's got a trumpet and it's going to be tight. Um, kind of neat.net where everything is wrapped up in a pretty package. Remember to go to patreon.com slash kind of neat if you are a weekly listener and pledge us a buck per episode so that we can keep this show going for eternity. Uh, also, dad hats. We got dad hats for sale. Just go to kindofneat.net, hit that shop button, and cop a hat. Other than that, my name was Lee. That was Kuko. And this was Kinda Neat.